Welcome to Todd One Out. Hey, that's right, Todd One Out. I'm Nick. I'm Manny. I'm Todd. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's why we're Todd One Out today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have our boy, man, Mr. Todd Gray. This is our brother, man, a mentor, a friend. He's on the board of, of a Virk Church. Uh, man, we just love this guy. Um, we're excited to have him on, man. Yeah, he's the mean. He's a mean bass player. Yes, he and, is. Yes, he is. And the father of the one and only Recap Gray right. that we've had on this podcast yes. on multiple occasions. Yeah, y'all should be very familiar with Recap. Yes, about yes. three episodes, I think. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. He's yes, the most. Uh, we've had him on the most. That's right. Yeah. How you doing, Todd? I'm doing pretty good. A little nervous about this situation, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, doing good, man. Just yeah, look at the camera. I, I love hanging out with you guys, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, you want to forget that the camera is sitting right there, <laughs> yeah. that the mic is in front of you. We're yeah. just having a normal conversation, man. Absolutely. Easy to say for those of you who have been <laughs> up in front of the camera so many times. Oh, man. <sighs> yeah, so, you know, as you, you've kind of, Todd has kind of been in on our first three episodes now of this mm-hmm. relationship series. As you guys can see, we're still in the retreat cabin. Yep. And um, so we've, we've kind of, Bulk recorded these episodes and um and so he's heard kind of what we've talked about has a good perspective of where we're coming from and whatnot um so now we, we've discussed singleness we've discussed dating and now we're going to kind of get our our husband edition of um marriage yeah so we have Todd on to kind of talk about his perspective on what not to do or <laughs> <laughs> what on what not to do that's good but let's let's you already know He's married, so that's yeah. that's his relationship status. So, Ty, you want to kind of kind of discuss how you got to being married? I, my situation, I think, is a little bit unique. Um, I was, I, I mean, I grew up in a Baptist church. I was uh, uh, was taken to church, but I wasn't really saved. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I had gone off into some uh, cultic type stuff, mm-hmm. and I had gotten to the point I was, you know, very promiscuous and. Um, I just wanted to settle down with one woman who would love me for who I am and that kind of thing. I wasn't looking for external beauty, yeah. but someone who had, you know, those inner traits of quietness and godliness and that type of thing. Even though I didn't know what godliness was, I had this concept. Wow. Um, also praying for this virgin, you know, yeah. as well. So I ended up going off into college uh, between my junior and senior year of high school and then ended up, uh, as soon as I graduated from high school, going to uh, college in northern Louisiana, which is where I I met my wife. And Mm -hmm. um, it's a pretty kind of wild story. I was in my dorm room just kind of, you know, kicking back on some reggae music and doing my homework. And I received this phone call from uh, this girl who was my wife's friend. They were in the dorm just kind of playing around on the phone. And uh, so my my wife's friend was going through the phone book, calling various numbers, uh, guys' numbers, um, and asking them to come over to the dorm. <laughs> and so my wife didn't want any part of that, but she decided for some reason to just give them uh, a number out of her head, and that was my number. Mm-hmm. And so when I went over, the girl called me three times. Her friend called me three times. And I looked, uh, I answered the, the call the first time. We talked a little bit. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm sitting here thinking as a guy, you know, this is a time for me to go over and, you know, uh, you know, it, it, get with some, some, some new girl, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, talked with her for a little bit, decided, you know, we hang up. I said I would 
go over, hung up the phone, didn't go. She called the second time. We talked for a little bit. She asked me to come over. I didn't go. Third time she called, I said, okay, I'm coming. She said, you promise? I said, yes, I'm coming. So I went on over there. And out of the three girls that I saw when I opened the door, there was something in my spirit saying uh, about my wife that that's the one. Yeah. And it was through her that I ended up getting saved and we ended up wow. uh, getting married. Wow. Unfortunately, I got my wife pregnant before we got married. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't recommend that to anybody. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. Well, women don't play that game anymore these days. So what happened to that? <laughs> no. I was like, wait a second. Yeah, yeah, wait a second. Like, y'all doing online dating now? Like, this, like, what about picking up the phone? He's calling random guys that like, go to your church, son. Absolutely. Yeah. Nah, that's that's. <laughs> nah, that's that's a that's a cool story, man. So, like, like, what does it mean to be married? Like, in your in your opinion, what what does it mean? What does it entail? Um, the commitment, the the why, why did God design it? Like, in your opinion, hey, that's a very good question. Uh, I think, as you guys have mentioned in the relationship series, or alluded to, a lot of people go into relationships for the physical mm. benefits of it. Yeah, and that's not the way God designed things. I was thinking about. I'm going to veer off for just a second. Mm -hmm. I was yeah. thinking about the um, the concept of covenant and the permanence of it. Yeah. And the way covenant was cut in the Old Testament, there was always a blood, uh, some type of bloodletting of mm -hmm. some type w with an animal involved. Yeah. And um, marriage was supposed to be a covenant, something that was permanent in the eyes of God. And it still is. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just interesting, the, the physical aspect of the, the conjugal relationship, the sex part. Yeah. When the hymen is broken... In a female's vagina, there's a little bit of blood that, mm. that's let through that. Mm. And I just wonder if the Lord set that up like that for a reason. Mm. And before you enter into that kind of relationship, there should be the covenant. Mm. Yeah. It, so that kind of the physical aspect of the relationship that is should be within the context of the covenant wow. of marriage. Yeah. Marriage then should uh, be done to reflect um, the union between Christ and the church mm. or the union of the Godhead. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so having said that, um, it does take commitment. Mm. A commitment to never leave that woman, never forsake her. Yeah. Um, and so I take that very seriously. Amen. Yeah. I was deep. That was deep. <laughs> uh, was deep. I don't even know. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> I don't even remember what yeah, the question. That was, that was deep. Yeah, yeah, that was deep. But 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 what does ah. yeah what what does marriage mean to you? So let's let's take it from that perspective because I think he answered like why did God design it yeah, in, a, yeah. in a great great way. Um, so like what what does it mean to you and how do you view it and and how do you treat it as a husband? Yeah, it's sacred. Yeah, um, it's a the taking of my flesh and her flesh and becoming one flesh mm. um and there's beauty in that and that's um i don't know it's just a, an amazing thing to be able to have somebody that you literally do life with yeah. they know me better than i know myself sometimes mm -hmm. um and i can't tell you how and this is one of the beauties of a marriage 
I feel like sometimes God can use your spouse as his mouthpiece mm. um, to communicate to you his truth in, in a way that only he could through your spouse. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a, it's a very beautiful thing within marriage. And again, I, I always go to like, like kind of going to the design part and God's like, like we weren't meant to be alone. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's, you know, I know this is the marriage episode so we can talk like this, but mm-hmm. for our singles, like if you're called to be single, it's okay. Like you yeah. be single, yeah. but be in community right? because we are naturally made to be in community because God right. himself is community. Yes. Yeah. Um, we talk about the, the Trinity. Right. Um, and I think there is that beauty within marriage that you are. It's, it's that community. You have a community, you know, you're becoming this new family, mm-hmm. um, a new family that's being born. Like when you have to start having children, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just the marriage is a to me it's a sacred thing that gets stronger through the hard times, not in fighting through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why, like I said in the last episode, like we can't just quit on it. Yeah. Um, like don't rush in to get married just so you can quit on it because something gets a little hard. Mm-hmm like fighting through it um and marriage is tough mm-hmm. um because again it is that commitment right um to not break apart what god has brought together amen. Right. amen um and you know again if you've gone to the church like if you just want to get married just to get married go to justice of peace don't go to the church mm-hmm. don't invite god into the middle of your marriage yeah. um, but if you want god in the middle of your marriage invite him into the middle of your marriage to build your marriage upon him and then if you're saying that he's the one bringing you together, who are you to break that apart? Amen. Um, so that's that commitment that you have to have um, when it comes to marriage. And that's how I view that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. What What is something, and we'll go to, go to title on this first, that um, you wish you um, knew about marriage prior to getting into it? Because um, I think sometimes... Especially when you're young, you know, you kind of have these ideas of what marriage is, and you get into it, and it's like, wow, this is like, and I'm not even married, but I'm just like, from what, I, from, from what I've heard, it's like, it's like, wow, what is this? Like, I didn't, I have no idea, like, this is what marriage was. But what, what's something that you, like, wish that you knew before? Um, a couple of things. I, I wish that we had the resources, first of all, mm-hmm. of um, premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. To kind of school us as to what to expect and what marriage is all about. We didn't have that. Yeah. Um, I Going back to what Pastor Nick uh, just stated, I wish I knew um, about the sacredness of marriage yeah. before I entered into it. Not that it would have changed my mind about who I wanted or what I wanted to do. Right. I just wish I had known that and been armed with that. And the other thing related to that is I wish I had never... Um, something you had mentioned on the dating part, um, uh, the dating podcast. Uh, I, I wish I had never touched another woman before I touched my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that women poop. <laughs> just kidding. No, just kidding. <laughs> I had this idea that they were so perfect and they yeah. didn't do anything gross that men did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I knew my wife did that when I pushed her. I'm going to embarrass Robin oh, right Lord. now. Hold back, Nick. Hold when, back. when we were young and we had just had a nice little kissing session, I pushed her and she farted. 
And that was the first time I heard it. And I was like, at that moment, I was like, I love this woman. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, Robin. Um, but anyway, that was a little fun. Um, but something I did wish I knew before marriage um, would be, hmm. What did I wish I knew before marriage? That it wasn't a fairy tale. Mm. that it wasn't all you know I knew marriage I didn't think real marriage was a, I don't know how to word this like I didn't have a good example of marriage in my life yeah yeah. but despite the crazy upbringing I had my parents did fight through it and they I mean to till recently until my mom passed away last year they were still together I don't know how in the world they did it but mm. they did not quit in their marriage mm. but you know, as a kid, you see all like all the movies crack it all up, all the cartoons we watch, like marriage is this beautiful thing. Yeah. It's all like, and there are moments of beauty, right? Um, and especially for little girls, I feel like they really crack marriage up to be more than what it like yeah. to be in this amazing over the top thing. And then right. you're really setting young women up for failure, right? When because when they get married, and they realize like, oh, this sucks some days. <laughs> this is really hard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I really wish we would have had. And I've known, again, I, I say that as I wish I knew that, but I've also seen people use marriage thinking that was going to fix their problems. Yeah. Marriage is not going to fix any of your individual problems oh, or your problems as a couple. Right. It's going to amplify them. Yeah. Um, and they're going to come out a lot harder ways. So, yeah, yeah that's my, that's my yeah. take on that. And I, I like that, um, you know, because I can't really answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I grew up. Um, in a single parent home mm. so I never had uh, necessarily I didn't grow up seeing marriage the only marriage that I saw which I guess I could say that I grew up seeing was my grandparents and so I saw that dynamic and I saw how how they I've seen them in major like arguments and I saw how my grandfather dealt with it and mm-hmm. um, and how my grandmother dealt with it so I have that that experience um, but I appreciate even now um, you know, as a as a as a young man, um, who is unmarried, you know, having like Nick and Robin around, I see them in different settings. You know, I've seen them argue, I've seen them bicker and stuff, and it's cool to to see that because then that gives Absolutely. me an understanding of number yes. one that they are they're human. Absolutely. Um, but then it also is another lesson for me and for and I'm sure like my brothers like Jerry. Um, <clears throat> to see like hey this is this is what marriage entails you know mm-hmm. and I think that's that's cool to know you know prior prior to getting getting into it because yeah it is it, it is um, you know so often where you think that marriage is just like this this trophy thing and that it's going to be all roses and stuff when you get into it um, I, you know we kind of talking Todd about it right before we started pressing record of how you know like so often um People who are married, they don't like to talk about mm. their dirt, you mm. know, and you don't have to say all the dirt. You don't have to give it all away, but, you know, kind of be a little transparent about things Absolutely. so that we know that, hey, it's never going to be completely perfect. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I like that. Amen. I like that, man. Amen. And so, um, with both of you guys being husbands, you kind of already talked about why God designed it and a little bit of, of the, the roles there. But what does it mean to be a, a husband? 
and and how do you guys um, try to live that out in your marriages, um, Todd? Hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, first and foremost, as I mentioned before, you 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 have to um, number one find out what the Word of God says mm-hmm. about your own individual sanctification and then also what it says about your role as a husband in marriage and look at the example that Christ set because ultimately we're trying to follow his example and we're ultimately trying to um, get his thoughts or filter our 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 little orb of responsibility right through what he says in his word, yeah. right? So uh, setting the example is, is very important. Mm-hmm. So it, number one, being committed to that woman um, and not giving up on her, even when things get tough, mm-hmm. uh, there's gonna, like you just mentioned, there's gonna be arguments, disagreements, and mm-hmm. um, we're not gonna like each other at times, mm-hmm. but yeah. Christ never left us. Amen. And he, he never forsakes us. And so you have to be armed with that mindset, no matter how tough it gets. Yeah. You have to understand that this is a uh, a temporary setback mm-hmm. and we'll come back together and resolve this stuff, hopefully fairly quickly and not go to sleep on it. In the earlier part of my marriage, uh, because I was just this broken person, I would go, you know, a week without talking to my wife because I'm just angry. Wow. You know, yeah. um, it, that it, going back to something you said having a wife won't solve your issues but mm-hmm. it'll definitely help to sanctify you because well, yeah. now you're being presented with opportunities for growth mm-hmm. the the other thing is um i forgot my train of thought here mm-hmm. <laughs> so just bear with me yeah. but um the the other thing is um it, your your wives will tend to going back to arguments they will tend to fight like you fight Mm. right and that's something I had to learn over time Uh, you think that sometimes your wife is not paying attention to how you lead Mm. but it's very important that you play by good rules and set that example Mm -hmm. because they're going to pick up on what you're doing and you're going to see what you're doing reflected in their lives. Mm-hmm. So if you're leading by being gentle to them and loving to them, they're going to respond to you in kind. Oh, if yeah. they see you fighting a certain kind of way with them, uh, making excuses for what you do wrong, they're going to pick up on that and they're going to do the same thing. So again, you have to constantly be minded to set the example. Mm-hmm. That's um, great, man. Amen. I, I had something else to say, but I don't remember it. So I'll let you go ahead and, yeah. and chime yeah. in, bro. Yeah. So I have a couple of scriptures I want to take us to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the first one being Ephesians 5, uh, verses 22 through um, 30. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of times, let's just, I'm going to set this up. These verses that I'm about to read can be taken way out of context and yeah. abused yeah. to yeah. abuse women. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I want to make that very clear that that is not what this is communicating. Yeah. Um, and I could probably, I'm going to try to break it down a little bit, but it says, Paul says this in Ephesians, wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. And right there, when you submit to the Lord, 
you are not submitting to the Lord in the sense that you can be abused by the Lord. Mm. Um, and submission is a it's a posture of honoring God mm-hmm. and loving God. It's a it's, it's an act of submission to, that you when you act, when you submit to God, you're showing your love and reverence for that for yeah. Him. Yeah. Um, and so, but I know this gets it gets used so much. Of, well, my wife needs to submit to me. She can't speak to me. Like, yeah. no, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, let's let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I want to kind of make that clear right there. But then, and so it says, wives, submit to your husband uh, husbands as to the Lord, because the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. Yeah. He is the savior of the body. Jesus is the savior of the body. <laughs> Let's be clear here when yeah. it says he is the savior of the body. Not man, not your husband, Jesus. Amen. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives are to submit to their husbands in everything. Yeah. Within the confound or within proper boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like don't submit to your husband if he's abusing you. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no like you don't submit to that. Oh, well, this is normal. I have I'm the wife. I have to submit to him because he's the man. He's going. It's okay if he abuse. Like no. Again, I'm gonna continue to harp on. Right. If you are being physically abused, right. if you are being manipulated to stay, like you need to get help. You need mm-hmm. to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of you, like, he needs help and you need help. Yeah. Amen. Um, so I want to make that clear there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then verse 25 says, "Husbands, love your wives." just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her to make her holy, cleansing her with the washing of water by the word. He did this to present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or anything like that, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hates his own flesh, but provides and cares for it, just as Christ does for the church since we are members of his body. Amen. Amen. Man, we are to love our wives. Amen. Um, We are to love our spouse in such a deep way, but we also have to have the understanding that we will never love our wives as much as our Lord loves our wives. Amen. And that was a really hard thing for me to wrap my brain around. And (laughs) what was even more hard was it was a pride thing for me is when my wife told me that she loved God more than she loved me mm. and that she was okay if I wasn't there. Mm. I and mean, this is during a hard season of our lives, but when I heard yeah. that, the yeah. pride that welled up on me is like, as a husband in Christ, I should bring me great joy. Yes. Mm. Yeah. But as a broken man at that time, it was like, excuse me? <laughs> the Lord would what? The Lord told you what? <laughs> you being scandalous with the Lord? <laughs> Hold up. But man, it was such a beautiful moment. and Words of affirmation, right? Yeah. 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 And but and now it's just like we have like I have to love my wife. That is a responsibility to truly love my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that's why I wanted to bring up this verse. Like as a husband, we are to love our wives. Right. We are to care for them. We are to protect them. Yeah. Um, and then another verse I had was in First Peter, um, where in this it says in verse seven it says, "Husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way." As a as with a weaker partner, again, this does not mean <laughs> they are weak. Mm-hmm. This is just something that we're thinking physically here. Um, my wife is extremely strong. Mm-hmm. Um, she has been a rock for me when I have been weak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is again not just 
I'm trying to remove this idea from men that, oh, they're just a weaker vessel. Mm-hmm. We can do whatever we want with them. Like, no, they are made in God's image. Mm-hmm. They are beautiful creations. And we are to love them and to walk alongside them. And that's the next part says, showing them honor as co- co-heirs of the grace of life. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much beauty in there. So we are to love. We are to honor them. Yeah. Um, and that's our role as husbands. Amen. Amen. Um, Amen. And to help and to want to push our wives closer to, closer to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, not prevent that relationship, but to help that relationship flourish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because again, I'm a full believer that if my wife doesn't love God more than me or put her relationship with God before me, she won't be a good wife. Mm-hmm. If I don't put my relationship with God before my wife, I'm not going to be the husband that she needs me to be. That's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my Amen. my take on that and the scriptures that I was thinking about. Yeah, and uh, and I love that, and I think that mindset will help you help people prevent them from taking that scripture out of context. Absolutely, mm-hmm. um, you know, because like, you know, I, I guess like one of the questions could ask yourself is like, well, then how do I n- know when my husband is truly submitted to the Lord? Mm-hmm. And um, and you always should be reminded that. Um, if, if your husband is truly submitted to the Lord and being led by the Lord, he's not going to do something that's that contradicts scripture. Yes. He's not going to say something that contradicts scripture or treat you in a way that contradicts scripture. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's important to be reminded of that mm-hmm. uh, because if he is doing that, then he's not being led by the Lord. He's being mm-hmm. led by flesh. Absolutely. And I think that's that's what's key. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'd like to caveat, um, add rather to what, uh, um, what what Pastor Nick was saying too, is that the, the scripture is is plain. It doesn't say that you obey your husband um, uh, if he is you know perfect. Mm-hmm. And you love your wife if she's perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. It's unconditional. Yes. yes. And yeah. so both those situations are unconditional. You you love your wife in spite of her flaws. Mm-hmm. And that, that wife is to obey that's her so husband good. in spite of his flaws. That's so good. And I think that's hard. Yeah. It is. In marriage, but just in general, mm-hmm. the idea of unconditional love mm-hmm. is an extremely hard concept to grasp Absolutely. for us because Absolutely. we've all been given, um, we've all experienced false interpretations of love. Mm-hmm. Um, many of the relationships that we've been in have been conditional. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we hear this unconditional love of God, mm-hmm. it's like, wait, what's a t- there's got to be something attached to this. Like, yeah, yeah. And in the same way, I think sometimes I can look back in times of my marriage where my love has been conditional. Mm-hmm. Um, so I completely agree with you. It's like Amen. we have to love our spouses unconditionally. Amen. Yes. Um, Amen. And that's that's a really good point to bring up, Todd. I appreciate that. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, we can only do uh, that kind of love by the power of the yes. Holy Spirit. Yep. Because like you say, that, that love doesn't exist in the flesh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And um, to kind of continue of what we were kind of talking about earlier, like how, how sometimes... Um, you know, as personally as a single person, and, and my experiences with married people, and my friends who are single, and their experiences with married people, it, it, it seems to be this trend of where married people tend to hold back, mm-hmm. and they aren't very transparent, um, and, and 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 it may be in a way where they're trying to protect themselves and their marriage, mm-hmm. but at the same time, especially as brothers and sisters in Christ, mm-hmm. we should be um, trying to pour into. 
our other brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. in Christ. And part of that is being transparent. Mm -hmm. That's one of our core beliefs and foundations here at Avert Church. So can both of you guys kind of, you know, kind of just talk about how you guys have navigated like the low seasons of your marriage? Sorry, Todd. Well, again, as I alluded to, uh, especially early on in the marriage, um, I didn't know how to to deal with um, disagreements. Mm -hmm. The only concept I had was, okay, we need to be on the same page. You got your idea of of how you should do things. I have mine. But if we make the word of God the centerpiece of our marriage, where we if we have disagreement, we can come back to this thing and say, what does the word say about it? That's right. Then we could we could come to common uh, ground and, and go from there. So to to go back to your question, um, I was very selfish. Um, I, I was uh, very unforgiving. Um, so I, I just had this 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 brokenness in me where if she does something wrong, I'm ticked off and I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Also brought this this thing from uh, uh, coming up, having uh, been raised by an alcoholic stepfather where I had developed these broken ways of dealing with things by just kind of shutting people out mm. and didn't want to talk about things. My wife would often come to me and uh, talk to me uh, and, and ask me to open up to her, and I just wouldn't. Right. I was I was a very closed person, yeah. and I had to grow out of that stuff. Um, now, uh, I won't say um, I have arrived. Mm. I'm still dealing with the brokenness of Todd. You know, sometimes I get angry. I don't hold anger like I used to. The Lord has uh, blessed me to get there, but I, I still have some of that in me. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm more forgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still have some of that in me. Mm-hmm. And my wife loves me through that. And um, that's what it takes. You know, it just takes, regardless of how jacked up this cat is, <laughs> you know, I'm going to love him still. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So um, we just went through a low season in our marriage uh, last Sunday. Um, when we went to a Redskins or a football team <laughs> Panthers game. Um, Just a reminder, we're pre-recording this. Yeah, yeah. Timestamp, November 30th. Yeah, yeah. So um, I did not throw my wife down on the field after she got in my face like this. Like, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, um, I can be honestly, like some of the low seasons in our past, me and Robin both have strong personalities. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And when we got into disagreements and conflicts, like they would be fireworks. Hmm. Um, and my personality type is because I, I watched again so much of what we experience as children and the relationship that we witnessed within our parents or whoever raised us truly affects who we are as adults. Yeah. Um, and the relationships that we end up finding ourselves in. My parents always try to sweep things under the rug. Yeah. And because of that, I refused to allow things just to go by the wayside. Like they were going to be addressed instantly um, and aggressively because that's my personality type. I'm very aggressive. Like when there's an issue at hands, like I'm going to charge at it full force. My wife is the opposite. She wants to step back and process for a moment 
and she's she's always said, and once we get her on the show and get the women the wives' perspective on marriage, she'll probably tell you that she does that because she doesn't want to say something in the heat of the moment that will hurt me. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a sense, she's looking out for the the uh, looking ahead mm-hmm. um, and not just in the heat of the moment. That's good. Um, the wisdom of the women, mm-hmm. man, I tell you, it's it's something else. <laughs> um, so I think that's like that's that's been huge for our relationship is just really knowing our personality types and how to address conflict. Yeah. Like she knows if she comes at me sideways or like she's been, it's very funny now. Like she'll come at me and she'll like, she'll make suggestions. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> like, is that, so now I'm getting it before she yeah. would just say it. And I'm like, and when it feel, it would feel very, I, I would feel like, like a victim, like I'm mm-hmm. being accused. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that comes from my childhood and my past. Um, so, and that's why I respond that way. So she, we've, we've learned each other over the years and how to properly navigate conflict or issues in a marriage and yeah. has really helped us fight through the tough seasons in marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think knowing, again, personality types is such a huge deal and knowing, like my wife, we, we've brought her on. We've talked about the Enneagram on this. Like she's mm-hmm. a seven on the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. She's all about having fun. I'm an eight. I'm a, I'm a challenger. I love conflict apparently um and small uh, fun fact sevens and eights are never supposed to be together in a relationship yep so forget you enneagram and what you say we we're winning yeah yeah. (laughs) how many years in we're uh 10 we'll be 10 years married and on june 30th we've been together for 17 years so yeah that enneagram can go go elsewhere um but it is helpful. Yeah. Um, and again, I want to go back to the love languages as well because I think a lot of conflict is conflicts in low seasons can occur when the love is left out. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to make it clear, like I will. There are seasons where you always love you always love your spouse, mm-hmm. but there are seasons where you it might be just a season of raising children, um, works crazy. Mm-hmm. Those bubbly feelings of being, oh, I'm so in love, mm. might not be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That doesn't mean, oh, the marriage is falling apart. Oh, everything yeah, is terrible. Right. No, that's just a season. Right. The season, And then there will be a season that follows that some, most times of where I really, like, you're just in love. You're bubbly. You have more time together. Things. Yeah. And yeah. It's how to work through those seasons and to understand that those seasons will come. Don't, don't, don't kid yourself thinking that season, oh, I'm always going to be mm-hmm. in love with my wife. No. There will be seasons where you love your wife, mm-hmm. um, but those bubbly feelings won't be there because, honestly, you're just so tied up in different things. Mm. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. But as long as you know that you're going to work through that season, you have to get through that season. Mm-hmm. Um, and to also um, make sure that, again, the love language thing is huge. Knowing your spouse's love language is important right. um, because... I can be buying gifts for my wife every single day. That means absolutely nothing to her. Mm-hmm. But when I touch her, when I acknowledge her, mm-hmm. that means the world to her. That means I love you. And that's when she truly believes like, oh, he loves me. He sees me. Yeah. And when my wife uses words of affirmation for me, it's like, I, I know, oh, she loves me. Mm-hmm. I'm seen. Yeah. Um, and to do that and to be intentional about that can help you get through the low seasons and can also help you prevent low seasons. Yeah. Um, Amen. And... To remove selfishness um, and pride Amen. can help you avoid low seasons and help you get out of them. <laughs> yes, so, yeah. Amen. Yeah. I, I want to say too, uh, brother Manny, if you if you don't mind, mm-hmm. um, 
my my wife and I is different as night and day. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if I'm hot, she gets cold just because I'm hot. You know, <laughs> if uh, if I like red, she's gonna like blue. It, it just, it, I mean, in everything, we're just different, right? well, well. and it can cause um, uh, some some conflicts uh, just because we're different. Mm. But we've been married for 35 years, Amen. and this is not the end of the story. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, something can happen, God forbid, and, you know, we won't be married tomorrow. But yeah. we, we're certainly not looking at it that way. Yeah. We, um, we're both committed to uh, glorifying God in our marriage. And I think that has to be the perspective of Christians in this thing. Because we're not called to happiness yes. in marriage. Yeah, mm-hmm. We're called to glorify yeah, yeah, that's that's right. that's and, and so you got to take the good with the bad yeah. and, and just stick it out. Yeah. You know? Yes, sir. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. If you're looking for all your joy and happiness in your marriage, you're going to be sadly yeah. disappointed Amen. in her. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yes, sir. That's, That's good. Amen. Yeah, I'm taking all the mental notes, my boys. You're back there praising the Lord as well. For this Engineer stuff. Jerry. <laughs> amen. Amen. All right. So, is it is it possible? You know, like like Jerry and I, we're sitting here, we're we're taking all these mental notes, but is it possible to truly prepare yourself for marriage um, in the singleness phase and the dating phase? Like, can you truly like prepare yourself for it? I think to some degree, um, again, if I had Christian counseling, I think we would have been better prepared, mm-hmm. um, preparing us w- what, what to expect in a marriage. Mm-hmm. If I had Christian parents modeling what Christian marriage looks like, I think that would help prepare me to be a better husband than what I was. Uh, my dad, uh, my biological dad wasn't there for me. I was raised by alcoholic stepdad. I did benefit from his raising mm-hmm. in that there are some things I took away that I did not want to do in my marriage yeah. and also some things that was good you know he was a good provider for my mom uh, they budgeted their money uh, so there was some good things I took away from it so amen. yes there are some things that can prepare you um, yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. yeah I'm going to stick with the practice humility mm. um walk humbly now so that way when you do get into a relationship that you can maintain being humble um and being willing to listen Mm -hmm. um and that's one thing i wish i would have shared in the last little section but active listening is super important in marriage Mm -hmm. um and if you can listen to what your spouse is saying and act and actually listen and then even repeat back i hear you saying this Mm -hmm. can help avoid conflict or can help navigate through conflict so I think is a single's walking in humility early on and just your singleness yeah. um, will help prepare you to be humble in your relationship. Yeah. Um, and also listening to what others are telling you actively will help you actively listen when you're in a relationship and when you're in marriage one day. Because mm-hmm. um, both of those are vital parts of marriage. Yeah. Amen. Um, so yeah, that's my... That's my best way of thinking someone could prepare in singleness for marriage. <laughs> yeah, amen. No, I, I agree. I think there there are areas in which you can start practicing mm-hmm. outside of marriage. Um, you know, the humility, just all all the fruits of the spirit, really. Just like just really um and it's 
you don't even have to be preparing for marriage to be doing mm-hmm. these things. This is just just like things that you should be doing in general. Yeah. Um, but you know, in, in my mind, I, I always think that like in general, you're not going to know what marriage is until you're actually in mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it, what we're really you should be doing is cultivating that relationship with God hey, outside yeah. of, outside of marriage, so that. That's that's going to be the one constant. Mm-hmm. That's going to be what should be the center of that that relationship, and so it's really you know really pursuing God and His heart. Yes. So that when you get into marriage, that like you have that foundation Absolutely. and you can lean on that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. Um, so we asked this question kind of in in the dating series. We're not necessarily asked a question, but we kind of tackled it a little bit of like how how married people should pour into singles. So I kind of want to rephrase it for you guys and make it more personal for you too. It's like, how do you personally pour into singles and those who are dating? Because I know you, both of you guys have done it and are doing it. So like, what are some ways that you, that you try to do it um, to maybe encourage other married people who are listening to this to do it as well? I haven't done too much... Uh pouring into singles but the the one recommendation is the same one I mentioned earlier and that is um, if you're going to date as you've alluded to and as you've done the same you know keep it holy mm-hmm. um, there's you can't get back your virginity mm-hmm. and it's a huge regret mm-hmm. once it's gone mm-hmm. um, it, I, this world is plagued with sex everything on the cartoons on the uh, the uh, the commercials and everything else and that's just not the way God designed uh, us to be mm-hmm. uh, the enemy has perverted sex and uh, you, you just want to keep it pure yeah. so you try to avoid every situation you can that would get you in a, a close intimate situation where you're getting steamed up Mm-hmm. And that may sound kind of old school, but <laughs> but God is God's word and His principles are transcendent. Amen. And so we need to live by them. Amen. Because it's best for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I'm all, I'm almost thinking we need to do an episode on just sex and love. Right. Um, but yeah, um, man. I think as a married as married people, just encouraging um, singles, not <laughs> not a. Uh, not being like, bro, when are you gonna date somebody, man? Like, when yeah. you like, don't not trying to force people into dating, but really yeah. just encourage them. Like, hey, man, we're we're rooting for you, and like, I'm here for you. Yeah. Um, because again, I think creating that space and and helping them know like you're there for them. Then, when it comes time for them being like, when God does allow for them to be in a relationship, they'll know like, okay, I can rely on this person to help me during this season to know right. that they're there right. for me. Yeah. Um, they were there for me when I was single. They'll be there for me while I'm in a relationship, mm-hmm. um, and I can rely on them and to have hard kind of like and help navigate through relationships. So yeah. I think just being present in the lives of singles mm-hmm. um, and giving them the space to express their frustrations of being single mm-hmm. um, that they may have, yeah. um, and their frustrations of like why relationships haven't worked. Um, and not trying to have the answers, but as married people doing what I just said earlier, actively listening to your spouse, actively listening to our singles. Right. And so we can better understand like what their struggles are, what they're going through and how we can pray for them and how we can encourage them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, and that's what I've done with people I've known. Um, 
with especially the younger um, students who have graduated. I've known I've done that with a f quite a few of the the males, mm -hmm. um, but I think can be very important um, for singles. I'm not a single, so I don't know if that would be important for you guys. But yeah. you know, yeah. um, I think that could go a long way if, if married people would begin to do that. Yeah. Um, and again, being mindful, uh, I think this is important. Like, and I know this is something I've learned the hard way a few times. Is, is you know, as a couple of us married guys, we can talk about sex um, in, in in certain ways, and I, that could be a stumbling block for some of our single brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. um, but I think really being mindful of that and reminding them, as Todd said, like it's a, it's a, such a beautiful, beautiful mm -hmm. gift mm -hmm. when it is right, recognized within marriage mm -hmm. and the way God had to the way God designed it, it is beautiful. Yeah. And that's why, like, I've even had conversations with married dudes who I'm like, bro, when's the last time you made wife love to your wife? Wow. Like, you didn't just bang her. Like, you literally made love to your wife. Like, yeah. where the, in that moment, it's it, it feels like an act of worship where you're yeah. like, you, I, I can't tell you, there's been times where I'm yeah. praising God. I'm like, Lord, I thank you for this woman. Yeah. Yeah. I thank you for like, and it's just a beautiful, like, yeah. where you just, you're truly connecting with your spouse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think when you talk of it in that sense, you're not, you can just, and letting them know, like, that's what, that's what it should look like. Right. Not just, oh, I got another body in the, in the back. Like that, you know, like you don't want that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just my, my take. And that's why I said, like, I think we could do a whole, like, episode just on sex. Yeah. Um, yeah. because it's been corrupted by yeah. sin. It's oh, been yeah. corrupted by our culture. Amen. Um, and I think there's a lot to unpack there that could be very helpful. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, you mind if I piggyback oh, off of something he's saying there? Um, it, it, because because of the promiscuity in, in the past, I, I do take that aspect of the marriage uh, seriously mm -hmm. now. Um, there are things that I do that a lot of people would call it legalism or whatever. But Job says, I made a covenant with my eyes that I would not look upon a woman, mm -hmm. and, you know, to lust after her. Mm -hmm. And you got to be that deliberate about um, about your marriage, in, in the, especially in this day and time where everything, sex and drugs is glorified in entertainment and, and pleasure, right? Um, if If you see another woman... You know, we all can appreciate beauty. We have mm -hmm. nice cars. We appreciate beautiful cars and so on and so forth. Appreciate the beauty and press on. Don't sit there and dwell on that stuff. Mm -hmm. Don't, if you know you have a problem with um, the opposite <clears throat> sex, don't sit there and, and, and feed on a whole bunch of Hollywood where they're showing these sex scenes and you're getting into this kind of stuff and getting all riled up. Uh, keep yourself, if, if I, I've learned this through time, that if we focus on that one woman, yeah. focus all of our attention on that one woman and see her as the thing, the apple of our eye, the thing to focus on where everything else just doesn't, just pales in comparison to her, yeah. the sex is so much better. Yeah. Um, it, it, it doesn't compare to all of the, the, the serial monogamies that was going on before. Nothing compares to it. Yeah. So when when God put this thing together in the context of marriage, yeah. nothing can touch it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, <laughs> I've experienced that, man. Yeah, like he said, it's it's almost an act of worship. Wow, wow. Yeah, amen. Man, there's something. I don't know if this is the right time or place to talk about this. Go ahead. But we've made men just need to learn more self control. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
like so much of like oh like this woman's this they need to be wearing more like they need to be doing this they need to be doing that like no dog you need some self control mm-hmm. right? like we then we're automatically objectifying women as just sexual yes. beings yes. sexual yes. objects yeah, here for our pleasure and they are so much more yeah, just as being a sexual object that right. for yeah. our satisfaction yeah. yes, like dog learn some self control mm-hmm. right um Oh well, she was wearing this. That's why I fell. Like no, bro, no, that's not why you fell. Right. You fell because of what was in your mind and in your heart. Yes, yeah. sir. Not because of what she had. Nothing to do with you. Yes, she didn't sir. even say a word to you, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So like, I just want to make that very clear in here. Like, man, like men have got to stop objectifying women as just sexual beings. Absolutely. Just here to please us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like no. Homie, there's so much more than that, and you need to learn some self-control. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Um, and stop putting your sinful thinking and actions on somebody else. Right, man. You need to self-reflect, and you need to take that before the Lord and, he- and have him and repent of that on yeah. your own. Yeah. Not blame it on, put it on somebody else. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure, man. Yeah. The self-control thing is so key. Yes, and, um, you know, I actually, I read an article... Um, some weeks ago from Gospel Coalition that like convicted me like it actually really wrecked me um, and it's not that I wasn't already doing some this stuff but I think the title was um, it was written by a woman pastor and it was um, it was like we are we are not the the problem or something something mm-hmm. along those lines and 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 it was not necessarily about the sex component it, it was kind of about that but it was more so about telling men because so so often the guys who lack self control, mm-hmm. like they really place themselves in this box where they're pushing all women aside, mm-hmm. and in the church and it's like, you know, they're not the problem. Mm-hmm. Like there's something going on with you that yeah, you need yeah. to that you need to correct because mm-hmm. you can be friends with this. I have two and I talk about them all the time. Ashley and Ariel, mm-hmm. you know, those are my sisters. You know, oh, mm-hmm. and um. And I thought about it, and I was like, man, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, of course, use wisdom in, in mm-hmm. the things and the way that you interact with, with your, your female friends and vice versa. Um, but, you know, in this story, she went and, and, and talked about how in Jesus' inner circle mm-hmm. were women. Yeah, you know, yeah. we, we focus so much on the 12, mm-hmm. but there were also women who followed him and, and went with him Amen. a lot of places, ate mm-hmm. with him and were in intimate settings with mm-hmm. him. Um and as we know, Jesus was perfect, mm-hmm. did not stumble. But we know also in Scripture it says that he was tempted in every way. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's important to to really to work on on yourself, your heart, mm-hmm. and not project those things on on women. Where it's like, oh, it's a beautiful woman here. I can't I can't talk to that that, that woman when yeah. she comes to church. I can't mm-hmm. I can't mess with her. No, no, we are brothers and sisters. In Christ, yeah. you need to learn to look at that woman as your sister <laughs> yes. in Christ. Yes. You know what Amen. I mean. Amen. So, so that's something that it convicted me, yeah. and um, you know, especially in my walk and singleness and stuff, and it's something I want to mm-hmm. do better. Um, and, and so, I just I, I encourage the brothers and sisters just to um, to really to really you know pray to God that yeah. that you can just have that strength and to endure and have more self-control because that that is that that forgotten fruit of the spirit that like we just Mm -hmm. we always say it last we always just kind of like place the the least bit of emphasis on it because it's like one of the tougher things Mm -hmm. to do but no we we need self-control and um and and we need each other amen we need each other men and women included yeah yeah that's good yeah we gotta stop acting like a 
for as men in leadership especially you need to stop acting like there's all these women out here just a bunch of jezebels trying yeah. to trip us up like that's not the case <laughs> yeah and so much of that again comes out to well i can't be alone i can't talk to this woman because you know she's gonna come from my life like right what are you saying like is that her or is that you yeah yeah um so yeah i think that's and again a lot of the stuff that we've had in place mm-hmm. um boundaries are great we yes. need boundaries yes. oh yeah Amen. absolutely um like they're this thing like I'm not going to be going to hang out at some woman's house. Yes. Right? You know, yeah. unless my wife's there and she's a friend. Like, right, but you know, same thing. Like, Ariel, Ashley, like, we have, there's females that are, I'm, I consider sisters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And very much, they are my sisters. <laughs> and it's like, so guys, don't ever cross them if you date them. That's right. I just want to let you know. <laughs> thugs out here in these streets. Yeah, you got a whole posse that's coming for you. you Already know. Mess them up. Already know. Be careful of our sisters. Amen. Uh, we will help you meet the Lord real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're all cool and content with starting prison ministry, just so That's you know. Right. Uh, but anyway, we, I digress. Uh, I don't know how you wrap that up now. <laughs> amen, amen. Yeah, so Todd, how, how, how you feel, man? How you carry a cross and a switchblade, right? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, How'd you feel, man? I felt pretty good. Yeah, yeah. natural. Yeah, you guys uh, made it real easy for me. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm glad yeah. you were on with us, man. That's right. Some great, great wisdom, man. Yeah, there's moments where I'm, I forgot I was recording the podcast. Right. I'm just listening. I'm taking this in myself. <laughs> Amen. It's good to hang out with y'all, man. Yes, yes sir. sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Amen. All right, so we're, we're going to close out this this edition of our marriage discussion. Of course, we're going to have uh, Miss Robin Oliver on. Um, Probably the next episode mm-hmm. uh, to discuss the woman's side and also to give her side. We've heard Nick's side, yeah. But we we, we want to hear <laughs> the truth. Two sides to the story. We want to hear the <laughs> truth. <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> so we got we got bring Robin on for that. I've got man. So, I mansplained it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amen. This will give you the real explanation of our relationship. That's right. That's right. All right, guys. So again, like if you guys have any questions, any suggestions, or anything, hit us up on Instagram at I Went Out Pod. And uh, we'll we'll answer those, and um, if there's anything that we can try to continue discussing in, in more depth, we will try to do that on the podcast. All right, talk to y'all next time. See you. Peace.